0: Over the past year, I've noticed something strange happening in my neighborhood, as perhaps you have as well, and that is that I don't see for-sale signs appearing in front of homes. I see under-contract signs appearing and sold signs appearing. Suffice it to say that it seems that the real estate market is more than a bit frothy these days, and... Of course, wanting to make smart financial decisions, especially because I don't make a lot of money, I'm thinking, maybe it's a good idea for me to sell my place and cash out of the home equity game and pivot back to renting for a while. And then, my trusty car, which I've had for more than 10 years and has more than 325,000 miles on it. God bless it, what an amazing machine. It looks like it's finally starting to give up the ghost. I've actually named it. I've named it Blue Terminus in contrast to the much-hyped rocket that went into space a little while ago. And I hope that the name is not prophetic in any serious way, but you can see that I'm very motivated to make some money because I have to replace my car and I want to make good financial decisions. But then I'll go to the back door and look out this big window that leads out to the little deck and see the beautiful autumn leaves falling from the trees that stand along the stream that runs through my backyard. And I'll think of the deer that come through from time to time and the foxes that sometimes come through and there's a hawk and a heron and even a turtle has come through. And of course, there's an abundance of squirrels, or as I recently learned to call them, a scurry of squirrels. And so all of these things, all of this beauty makes me think, ah, oh, maybe I I don't know if I want to leave. Just like all of us, I too experience the tension and the conflict that we heard about today in the gospel passage, the tension between attachment to things of this world and attachment to God. We hear Jesus speak to us today about this problem, and it is a problem because the issue is that our attachment to the experiences of this world can prevent us from the possibility of what there is with life with God. And so we see Jesus say, and he might as well be speaking to me when he speaks to the first person, that fox that goes through your backyard, the hawk, the heron, They all have nests and holes and homes. The deer has a home, right? But if you want to really follow me more intensely, I don't have a home. I have nowhere to lay my head. So are you willing to give that up, Father Paul? And he says to the second person, yes, I know it is the custom of your society to go bury your father, but other people can do that. You come and follow me. And he says to another one who says to the Lord, let me go first say farewell to those at my home. He says, you have to be willing to leave that behind if you really want to follow me more intensely. So these are hard, difficult challenges for us who are in the world. You might think, who can do this? Okay, so Jesus did it, but like, yeah, I I know he's fully human, but he's also fully divine. So I live in this world, and how do I deal with a challenging invitation like this? Well, fortunately, we also have the examples of the monastics, who are 100% human and 0% divine, who have also done this in this life. And so we know it's possible. But God made us free. And we can choose the life we want to live. And so what do we do, we who choose to live a life that is more attached to this world? What do we do? That, to me, is the big question that this passage brings up. And there are some things that we can do. There are some very simple things that we can do. And I'll give you one example, just one. Last night, I went to Montgomery for a gathering for a woman who is celebrating her 100th birthday. That's a lot of birthdays. And I told the people there, I said, now this event is special and it's extraordinary and I do think it's a good idea for you to gather and celebrate this. But I said to them, remember though, that we Orthodox do not generally celebrate our birthdays. We celebrate our name days. We celebrate the days of our patron saints. If you want something very actionable and practical to try to do to put this into effect, you can experiment with giving up the celebration of your birthday and focus on celebrating your name day. Now, some of you are like groaning, like, oh, that's a little bit much, Father Paul. That's a little hard. Would you rather leave your house? (laughs) It's kind of easy compared to that, right? So that's kind of related to Jesus saying to the man don't worry about the funeral, let other people take care of the funeral, right? Forget about that, that earthly custom and come follow me. Well, there are some customs in our society that are not aligned with our faith. That's just one of them that I can challenge you with. But as we approach the great American holiday of Thanksgiving, that most Christian of holidays, and we consider all the blessings that we have received and all the gifts that we've been given... I hope that we will also to remember to hold those gifts with open hands. To hold those gifts with open hands. And as I'm going to do in the liturgy later, when I lift up the holy gifts, I hope we remember to lift up the gifts we have been given to God in thankfulness for them. Because when we bring a third divine person into our consciousness in the midst of this life in which we are attached to worldly things, he can give us the grace to make those gifts a means to become more attached to him.